Welcome to 321i Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss strategies, advice, and success stories about returning to work after a career break. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, the chair and co founder of iRelaunch, and your host. Today, we welcome Mary Beth Barrett Newman. Mary Beth is the president and founder of Second Career Consulting, where her goal is to help clients present their best self in all aspects of a job search. Her clientele consists of mid-career professionals as well as those early in their careers, but her specialty is working with people who have taken a career break and are now relaunching. Prior to starting Second Career Consulting, Mary Beth worked for over 25 years in the corporate world, with the majority as a partner at a boutique consulting firm working with Fortune 500 clients. Today, we're going to talk about job searching during COVID-19. Mary Beth, welcome to 321i Relaunch. Thanks so much, Carol. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, we're so happy that you're joining us. And this is such an uncertain time. And I want to talk about how you go about a job search in an unprecedented and uncertain time. Uh, So can you give us just set the context for us first and talk about the impact that COVID-19 restrictions have had on the job market? Well, sure. So, I mean, I like to start with the good news. So the good news is, you know, companies are still hiring, but COVID-19 has had a tremendous impact on, on the job market. And, you know, literally in just the past like 30 days, um, companies have had to act very quickly to figure out, you know, new ways of doing business. And that includes having as many people as possible work remotely. And companies that already had remote workers were certainly in a better place to roll it out to a larger group, but not all jobs can be done remotely. And so, you know, while there are companies who have instituted hiring freezes, um, many other companies are still hiring, but they're doing it in a very cautious manner and really scrutinizing the positions they have open to determine, you know, which are more necessary, you know, and need to be filled during our stay at home order and which they can, you know, wait to, to fill at some later point in time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure that um, some of our relaunchers are home with adult children who have rescinded job offers or, uh, you know, summer job uh, pro- searches that have been cut off in the middle at the same time that they're uh, trying to conduct their own relaunches. So there are a, there's a lot of stressors and a lot of inputs here. Uh, and, you know, we have taken a look at the list of companies that are hiring and a bunch of companies that, that um, are, have, you know, pretty much frozen their operations right uh-huh. now, um, both, you know, on the extremes of, of, of COVID. Uh, but can you talk a little bit about the re- recruiting process itself that's gone completely virtual? So, like, what happens now in recruiting when people are maybe um, being contacted by a company for the first time and then in subsequent interviews? Is it video? Is it Skype? Is it, you know, Zoom? Like, what, exa- what, what are the logistical pieces? Well, it's it's literally all of the above. And, you know, to a certain extent, this isn't dramatically new because companies have been incorporating phone interviews and video conference interviews into 
the interview process for quite a while. Um, the, the funny, the thing that's now missing is that there isn't that in-person interview at, at the end or a couple of in-person interviews or where you go and you meet a team and you get to see the physical location. So that's mm-hmm. the piece that's missing because companies are now extending offers to people that they have never met in person and then they're onboarding them virtually as well. So that's like, yeah, it's, and, and people are starting, you know, jobs remotely that normally they would be in an office. I had a client who had had a a year, about a year and a half career break and she started at a local nonprofit um, the fourth week of March. And I thought for sure they were going to push her off, but nope, she started remotely. So interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen both, uh, you know, either the delay or the let's just start right out and we're working remotely right now and, and we're going to onboard you. But wow. <laughs> exactly. Well, we'll, we'll hope for the best and we'll see what happens. Right. But on both sides, like, you know, people are taking jobs where they haven't met any mm-hmm. of the people in the company, mm-hmm. you, you know, in person either. So uh, it's it's very, it's just such a such an unusual time. It's definitely feeling a little inside out. That is for sure. Yes. Um, well, let me just step back and ask you about um, mindset and um, how relaunchers function in their job search when there's this sort of larger macroeconomic picture in the background. And boy, have we swung from one extreme to the other because, you know, at, at I relaunch this is not our first economic downturn. We right. we were around um, during the recession of 2008. And I remember the narrative that people had at that time was, well, the economy is terrible and no one's hiring. And we had to be able to talk relaunchers past that um, to focus on their unique situation and not get overwhelmed before they even took the first step. Um, Then we swung to the other extreme, which we were in right before COVID, where Mm -hmm. it was a, quote, full employment economy. And relaunchers who were in a prolonged job search during that time felt like, well, what's wrong with me? Everyone else seems to have a job except for me. And now we're back to that negative macroeconomic outlook with a lot of um, job loss and prediction of high unemployment. So how do you coach or counsel people to, um, to to conduct their job search when that macroeconomic context is sort of hanging out behind them? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it really feels like whiplash, doesn't it? Like literally yes. in such a short period of time, we went from this low unemployment of around three and a half percent to the recent statistics um, are eight, that we have at 18% unemployment. And I was looking up the numbers and, you know, as of the week ending April 11th, 22 million people filed for unemployment. I mean, yes. it's staggering. Mm-hmm. But, but one of the things, a couple of things to think about. One is that not everybody who's filed for unemployment has necessarily been laid off. There's people who were furloughed have also been included in those numbers because they can apply for unemployment. And while it's not a guarantee, when a company furloughs somebody, it's with the intent to bring them back to the job they had before. So hopefully when this all settles, whatever that means, the unemployment number won't be quite so high. And 
I also started my business in 2009. So I was mm. also working with, and I and exclusively with relaunchers at that time. So I also was working with people during the last economic recession. And the job search absolutely was difficult. And did people hire relaunchers? Yes, they did. And so I really feel that it's about if people are really serious about finding a job, they will find one. It's just going to take longer. And mm -hmm. even when unemployment was low, it was still really difficult to find a job. I think there was this misnomer that it was easy and it wasn't easy because you had to still go through a million hoops and, you know, whatever to, to get that opportunity. But it's really more about how determined are you? And if you are, you will find an opportunity. Well, I want to underscore that and and repeat it um, for our listeners that, you know, you you only need one job and a job opportunity to match with. That's the right one for you. And relaunchers are who are relentless about going after that goal mm -hmm. in any economic environment will eventually reach it. And you're saying be prepared for it to take longer. Um, you know, the other thing I wanted to mention or comment on in, the, in this vein is when companies, even when companies have major layoffs, you can still go on their career pages and see that they are hiring. So right. they might have major layoffs in certain parts of the organization, but they still have open opportunities in other parts. So that don't generalize that, you know, a certain industry is completely off limits because, you, you know, everyone's laying off right there. Um, although, you know, you also have to be realistic at the same time. You know, if your job was to get a um, some some relaunch in the airline industry right now, it's may not be the right time. You know, maybe there's a handful, but probably not. Um, so you can think about where else you can be looking and ultimately end up later um, in that job in the airline industry. Agreed. Um, all right. So should relaunchers be continuing their job searches right now while they're in under a stay at home order? Absolutely. Um, you know, but probably what you're going to be doing, like what you're specifically working on related to your search is going to depend on where you are in your job search. Are you at the very beginning? Are you in the middle? Or are you almost at the end where you've been having interviews and you're waiting for offers? And you mm -hmm. need to combine that with what your situation is at home, you know, and so being realistic about that. And one of the most important things that I think anybody in a job search can do is to set some realistic weekly goals and then chart those out on your calendar. Um, you've got a lot of competing priorities and making sure that you are scheduling the time on your job search so that it becomes one of your priorities and not the last thing that you get to each day. And while we're stuck at home, this is a great time to do some things like making sure that you've got all the, quote, tools of the job search, like your resume and your LinkedIn updated and using technology which is going to become commonplace in a job search so that you are familiar with it. And companies are using all different kinds of video conferencing now as part of the job search. And certainly Skype and Zoom are some of the more common and they have free versions. So 
making sure that you are not only have the correct computer technology to be able to use these things, but you've actually used them. And, you know, you, and you know how to uh, present yourself on video, not just, you know, in person. And lastly, this is also a great time to do some e-learning. So there's lots of resources out there. And maybe if you happen to have kids at home, they're doing a whole lot of e-learning too. So whether you're doing some LinkedIn learning or Coursera or, you know, there's so many things out there that are available that are either inexpensive or free. So really use this opportunity to, you know, booster yourself and to continue on in your, in your job search, even if you have to physically stay in, at home. Um, Mary Beth, let's just talk um, about that video conferencing part. So mm-hmm. you're talking about Skype and Zoom. There's that video uploading higher view, H-I-R-E-V-U-E. Mm-hmm. Some companies ask you to make a video oh, of yeah, yourself yeah. as mm-hmm. part of the process. I just wanted to underscore and talk about, um, y- you know, when you're saying Skype and Zoom, uh, to, to upload these these um, platforms and look at what the settings are. Those are the little wheels that you can click on and make sure your speaker is set properly. Make sure um, when you click on the video, you can see what you look like in the room. What's the background? Is there like an unmade bed in the background? Does it look <laughs> right. like, you know, is it some, like a desk and office environment? Um, what's the lighting? It's better to, that if you're for you, if you can look at a window, if you can look at a light source instead of having it behind you. Um, but what's on that back wall? Uh, thinking about um, the uploading. So the platform, is, you don't have, have to worry about uploading the platform. We actually have the interview, the settings, um, the speaker settings and the audio settings. What's behind you? There are even these very inexpensive lights like these. They have these. Um, round lights that they kind of look like donuts, um, ring lights, that's what they're called, um, that you can set up on your desk to give yourself extra lighting. They're about, they're less than $30. So that might be something else to think about having. Any other comments about the technology piece? Um, I would just say, you know, the best thing to do is test it, right? To do some real things, like to test it with different people. And you can use this as part of networking, actually. You can say to somebody, you know, I would love to, um, to, we can't get together for coffee, but could we maybe, I'm trying to get more of a handle on how to use Zoom or how to use Skype, you know, could I set up a networking session with you and we could use it and I could become more familiar with it. And, and so you're, you, you're, accomplishing two things at once. That's a great idea. So you're not only letting certain friends and people in your network, especially when you have such a good excuse now, a lot of people are reconnecting just because of COVID, um, but that you have this opportunity to reconnect with people and say, I'm, you know, I'm kind of new to to using Skype or Zoom and, but I want to make myself do it. And so if we could meet over that, it would be super helpful to me and we can spend some time together. So mm-hmm. really that that's a great idea. Um, so can you talk about, do you think these, these um, job search, the, the way the job search is being conducted now during COVID is going to change the job search process in the future? Like, do you think that we'll ever go back to some of the old ways of recruiting? You know, 
I, I have to believe that, yes, we will go back to some of the old ways. Um, but uh, you know, somebody said to me, I, I don't know when the next time I'll shake somebody's hand mm-hmm. will be. You know, So things that were so perfunctory in our day and how we conducted business are not going to necessarily be the same. But, you know, people still have a need to be with each other. And as, as, as good a tool as a video conference is, it is not the same thing as actually physically being in the same room with somebody. So, you know, I, I think that the in-person interview will still be part of the process. I don't think it will be maybe as big a part of the process as it's been in the Mm -hmm. past. You may not have, like I've had clients who've said, I've had five in-person interviews, you know, at separate times and separate, you know, people. And I don't think those kinds of things are going to happen anymore. But I I mean, definitely phones and and video is definitely going to be a bigger part of the recruiting process. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about this whole concept of being camera ready in all aspects to your of your job search? Yeah. So I love that term because it makes you. So when what, what does that mean, right? What does camera ready ready mean? Camera ready means like you are ready. You are a hundred percent ready to go. And I like to think about it in terms of the various aspects of your job search. So making sure that you have um, your resume, that you have built a strong and compelling resume and making sure that you've got a really solid, you know, LinkedIn profile and a good headshot and that you are ready for an interview and you are comfortable in a, in a video interview. You have practiced. So those are the kinds of things that I think about in terms of being camera ready for for your job search. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that phrase. Did you make that up? Is that a Mary no, Beth Barrett Newman? No, I would like to say I did, but no. Back back in my corporate days, when we were preparing, when the executive team, which I was part of, was preparing to sell the company, that was the phrase we used all the time. We have to be camera ready for oh, a potential buy, for a potential buyer, and so it's the same thing as a candidate being camera ready for a potential, you know, employer. Yes. Very good. I, I, I just, I like the visual. I, I like the concept. It, it, it communicates a lot in just a couple of words. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mary Beth, what else should relaunchers be doing uh, in, in terms of their job search, especially during this very unusual time? Sure. So, you know, I mean, all the same job search basics are applicable. You just, you know, probably need to take a slightly, you know, altered approach. Um, we haven't talked a whole lot about networking, uh, but networking mm-hmm. is going to be the key, still going to be the key to helping you get noticed and differentiating you from other candidates. And having informational interviews, you know, can provide really important information. And I was reflecting on this and thinking about the questions you might ask during an informational interview today are going to be different than questions you would have asked three months ago, because you're going to want to learn about that organization or that position or that industry and how they dealt with this crisis. 
And, you know, were they, were they nimble? Were they able to quickly, um, adapt to our current stay at home or, or is the company in really not good shape as a result? And they don't know if they're going to recover. Um, so it, just things like that are, are important. Uh, one of the other things is we'll go back to the camera ready phrase. So if your resume is camera ready, this is a great opportunity to upload it on the new iRelaunch job board. And the timing mm -hmm. is perfect because that job board is at the first phase, uh, which my understanding is gathering relauncher resumes. And one of the unique features of this job board is you don't have to hide that you've had a career break. Any employer mm -hmm. down the road who's going to be looking at resumes and potential candidates already knows you've had a career break. So it's almost like you can breathe, breathe a sigh of relief <laughs> on your resume. Right. You don't have to explain. I'm so glad you brought up the job board. Yeah, it is true. We're in the early phases of it. And it is the perfect opportunity when everyone has time to upload resumes. And you're absolutely right. It's just like our conferences. It's a judgment-free zone as far as your career break is concerned. Everyone knows and our employers know who are looking at relauncher candidates, they're expecting to see your career break. So right, you don't right. have to apologize for it or defend it or explain it. It's just everyone understands it. They value it. And, um, you know, and, and, are focused on everything that you bring to the job, whether it's your pre-career break experience or uh, uh, skills or qualities that you develop while you're on the career break itself. Um, Mary, Mary Beth, I have. I just wanted to come back to that networking question. I wanted to ask mm -hmm. a little more detail there because you recently wrote an excellent uh, article for us on this topic about networking at, at this time. Um, on the informational interviews you're talking about, can you give some examples? Like what is the actual question you could ask to diplomatically inquire about, you know, what's what's different at the company? How's the company doing um, in the during this period? You know, what is maybe you look ahead at their at their careers page and talk about their hiring? Like, what do you actually ask them? Well, I would just start with being curious. You know, I mean, I think if you just, if you're just curious about things, you're going to end up asking some really great questions. And so you, you start with just like, how are you doing? Like, how, how are things going? How are, you know, how has your job changed since, you know, let's say February 1st of this year? What are you doing differently? And then you can just ask questions like, how did the company roll out? people working remotely, you know, were they able to do that for all employees? Did they have to let people go? Um, you know, one of the things I have found in my conversations with people is people seem to be very honest about things. I was talking mm -hmm. to a person last week who's, we're, we're both on, on, on a board of a nonprofit. And I asked him, I said, so how's your business? And he said, it's, it's totally come to a standstill. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know that he would have said that to me before, but it was okay to say that because so many things have gone upside down that it doesn't mean it's going to be like that forever. And then he just started talking about his clients and what he's doing and how he's keeping in touch with them. And so I think you could just ask them, like, start with how are they're doing? 
How did the transition go? You know, were, were companies able to do everything? Did it have more impact on certain departments than other departments? And just let the conversation flow. But thinking about, you know, have kind of your three points of this is what I want to find out to make sure that you're looping your questions back so you do gather the information that you really want to get. Those are great examples and great questions. Besides the informational interview, you know, we don't have, we say go public with your job search and tell everyone you know that you're interested in returning to work and, you know, you know, go to um, Toastmasters and, and go to professional events. So the idea that these are not happening in person anymore, they're happening, happening virtually. How do you recommend people adapt to that part of networking? Well, I think the net the networking is going to be more one on one than it is going to be with groups because even um, I'm actually part of a networking group and they are doing like Zoom networking meetings and they're okay, but it's yeah. small. They're smaller and these are people I know, so it, it works. But I the really I think you just have to be really careful about about what you're doing and you know, try something. If it doesn't work, it's, it's perfectly fine. But the kind of networking is going to be more one-on-one and just, you know, you could, I think about like, this is spring, right? And I'm not a big gardener, but I think about planting seeds. And so Mm -hmm. this is a time to plant seeds for your job search that will bloom later on. And part of that seed planting is reaching out to people. Uh, It's very flattering when you know that somebody else was thinking about you and they just reached out and said, Hey, Mary Beth, I was thinking about you. And I was just wondering how you and your family are doing. It's like, wow. Yeah. Thanks so much. That was really, that was really nice. And then, you know, certainly you can work into the conversation when they say, well, how are you doing? You know, you talk a little bit about your situation and then say, well, you know, I would plan on starting my job search in the spring. I might be pushing it off a little bit, but right now I'm still putting together my resume, working on my LinkedIn, and maybe even ask them, could they give you a recommendation on LinkedIn? You know, could Mm -hmm. they take a quick peek at your resume? So there's ways that you can be doing certain things where you are planting the seeds and letting people know that you're, as you would say, Carol, going public with your search, but knowing that you're doing it in kind of an unusual time. And, but, down the road, and maybe down the road is a month, maybe it's two months, maybe it's three months, that you're going to get rocking and rolling a little bit more. So Mary Beth, you know, we, we always talk about how you can't just apply online to jobs, you have to do more than that. And if you apply online, you can uh, sometimes try to identify either someone you know who works at that company or used to work at that company or know someone who works at the company. Uh, and then you, you actually have a, more time now to do that kind of detailed research and try to connect with, with these people directly or through a friend. Um, so I, I want to, I'm speculating that there are some people that are busier than ever because there's something about their business that is, um, you know, they're, they're, I don't know, they're in the, they're in the healthcare business or there's something where things are very, very busy. And then there are other people who are probably more accessible than they ever have been. You know, I know that I was supposed to be traveling and speaking at 15 events between the middle of March and the middle of June. And every single one of them has been 
either gone virtual or been postponed till the fall. So I, my schedule is completely different than I expected it to be. So I'm wondering if you're finding that people are reporting back that they have more time or they're getting more access uh, to people than they might have before. You know, I, I have to admit, I haven't had anybody really report back to me on it, but um, mm -hmm. I, I think that it, even if we are really, like my husband's working from home, he's the head of HR at his, at his company, he's on these video conferences all the time. If he hears from somebody that maybe he worked with 10 years ago that he hasn't, you know, that he hasn't heard from recently, that's almost like a break in the action. It's like, I'm kind yeah. of tired of these people I'm talking to all the time. Yeah. It's sort of like being sequestered with your family. I love you, but I want to see some other people, you know? And so I, even people who are really busy, I just really feel like it's just, it's like, a, it is a break in the action. It's like, a, it's refreshing to have somebody different and be able to have a different conversation with that person for the real busy people and for the people who maybe aren't so busy or maybe they have been furloughed. Um, and I right. definitely know family members and friends who have been, you know, it gives them somebody to talk to and somebody to network with. So if you were to reach out to somebody thinking they're currently employed only to find out they're not, I don't mm. view that as a bad thing because maybe what you can do is going to be very beneficial for both of you, and there's going to be some reciprocity to maybe what you can do to help that person that you never even anticipated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that actually is a very good segue into my next question, which is we have relaunchers who are asking us how they continue their job search when their kids are at home. They, you know, school may or may not open in the fall. Um, you know, how any recommendations there? I guess it depends on how old the kids are, but maybe you can break them into groups. Yeah, you know, it, it, it truly does. Right. It really depends on, you know, if you've got very young ones that need to be monitored constantly, you know, uh, it, that's a very different situation than if you have high school kids home or college kids, you know, home. Um, or I actually know people who have who have elderly parents who've now moved in with them. So right. there's, lot, there's lots of different things going on. And to go back to one of the things I talked about earlier is being realistic, I think is the most important thing. And making sure that you are sharing your needs with your family members is also important. Because if you say, I still want to work on my job search, just like you need to do your schoolwork and, you know, you need to do whatever you need for your college classes. And therefore, I'm going to spend two hours a day doing this. You know, getting that routine going is going to be beneficial really to everybody. And, you know, while maybe your kids might be doing their math homework or having their reading time if they're younger, you know, you do your relaunch homework. You know, don't be mm. doing the dishes and the laundry. You could do that later. Or guess what? Other people could do it. There's there's a there's a seed I'm planting. Um, and, you know, older children can help younger children and they can learn to wait until you're done with whatever it is you need to do. So setting those realistic weekly goals and then scheduling them and then sharing that with your family members, they're not mind readers. They don't know, you know, if you've decided to do this unless you 
you know, share that with them. So those are some of the things you can think about. But being realistic, I think, is the most important because then you're not going to frustrate yourself and you're going to feel like you are moving ahead and you are making progress in your job search. Right. And, you know, we've been advocates of bringing your kids alongside you as you conduct your relaunch. And of course, there's different ways to do this that are age appropriate for different age levels, but getting their feedback, you know, talking about what are the top three things that you think are my greatest strengths, um, you know, for a younger kid or look at my um, look at this job description and tell me what you think about it uh, or even reviewing, review my resume for typos kind of thing. And also being open with kids when you get a rejection and you're feeling upset, you know, modeling for them, how, how are you handling that kind of situation? Because they're certainly also going, going to have uh, experienced rejection at different times. Um, you know, we got a couple of great suggestions um, from some of the working parents that are a part that are managers for our STEM reentry task force, the initiative that we co-lead with the Society of Women Engineers. We're program managers of a whole range of companies are on the phone together every month, and they're all building their return to work programs in different stages. But we did have an exchange. Uh, we had sort of a town hall that was held specifically because when everyone all of a sudden started working home. And one person said they got one of those on air signs, those lights that blink, you know, just <laughs> yeah, like they did yeah, on the radio. Right, they ordered right. it from Amazon <laughs> and they have it right outside their door. So when they're on a call, it like lights up on the air, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> kids know not to go in. And then another one said, she packs the kids' lunches every day, just like at school, with a lunch and a morning snack and an afternoon snack. And so they've got their lunchbox with them, and they know at certain times on their own, because they're so conditioned, that they have snack and lunch, but they just like eat out of their lunchbox like it would be a normal school day, even though they're at home. You know what? I love it. It's all about routine, right? We all do better when we're in a routine. Yes. It's great. I love them too. Um, all right. So Mary Beth, we're wrapping up and I want to ask you the question that we ask all of our podcast guests. And that is, what is your best piece of advice for our relauncher audience? Even if it's something that we've already talked about today. Sure. So I guess the, the, my first thought is that, you know, eventually this too will pass. And when you look back on this unprecedented period of time, are you going to feel that you used your time productively in your search or not? And you have total control over that. So whether your productivity includes things like getting that camera ready resume and LinkedIn profile, and did you plant seeds and nurture your network? Did you update your technology skills? Did you apply for jobs? It, it doesn't really matter what which one of them or all of them you were doing, are you going to look back and feel like you were still taking steps, even if they were baby steps that were pushing your job search? And when you are, when we get to the place, you know, where our new normal starts, whatever that looks like, you know, are you going to be ready to go? Excellent, excellent advice. Uh, and also acknowledging that this might might ebb and flow somewhat. And some people will go through periods where of high productivity and other periods where, you know, 
it, this is a weird time. Yeah. Time will go by and they weren't that productive. And we have to give ourselves permission for that to happen too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Mary Beth, can you um, tell our audience how we can find out more about your work? I though, I love the way when you speak, you, you're very calm. I can see uh, just um, even in your voice tone and, and your, the, your whole approach, how um, people, relaunchers would get um, comfort from, from your style as well as your, com your content. Well, th thank you, Carol. So um, I, they can certainly go to my website, which is secondcareerconsulting.com. And second is spelled with the number two. So 2ndcareerconsulting.com. Or they can go to the iRelaunch website and go to the Relauncher tab, scroll down to the one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I am listed there along with all the other fabulous uh, fellow iRelaunch coaches. Wonderful. Thanks for joining us today, Mary Beth. Thanks, Carol. It's been absolutely my pleasure. And it's been our pleasure too. Thanks for listening to 321i Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss strategies, advice, and success stories about returning to work after a career break. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, the chair and co-founder of iRelaunch and your host. For more information on iRelaunch, go to iRelaunch.com. And if you like this podcast, be sure to rate it on iTunes and your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to share this podcast with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. Thanks for joining us.